Cut the crap. How many times a day do you want to say that to politicians, the elite, the loony liberals, the fake news media, and the gender-confused emotional socialist snowflake crowd? Cut the crap is your secret weapon for fighting for our freedoms and our great republic. It all begins with a massive Massive mental mental enema, freeing you from the toxic news and politically correct views, which constipate your consciousness with stinking thinking. Your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer, is known for calling out politicians and telling them to cut the crap. You've seen him on virtually every television network and listened to him on Coast to Coast Radio. And now he's here to help you learn to fight for America. Culture, race, and American politics, they all have one thing in common. They all need to cut the crap. Now, here's your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer. Hey folks, welcome to the program. Jovan Hutton Pulitzer here, and welcome to Cut the Crap. Cut the Crap. Uh, I know it's a weird name for a program, but crap stands for culture, race, and American politics. And I believe when we mix culture, race, and American politics that everything very quickly goes to hell in a handbasket. Just like, well, our children's minds. Our children and grandchildren, especially if you have, you know, middle school, high school age kids, Something's going on with their minds. We're getting so far left behind as a country. We're, we're, we're sinking in grades and acumen. Uh, math is now racist. Don't want kids. Or they've gotten rid of cursive uh, handwriting. And if you can't read cursive, you can't read our founding documents. Our society, as far as our great republic, has been under attack over and over and over again. Now, the history lesson I'm going to share with you tonight is to help you connect some of the dots of how this erasing of history is a tactic of warfare. See, if you can make a people, a collective of people, forget who they are, if you can make people hate history and forget history, if you can tear down history like tearing down statues, then, you know, within a generation, everybody forgets. And right now in America, we're under attack if you don't have enough melanin in your skin that you're just inherently racist. Well, all of these things have a beginning in psychological warfare. And the key to psychological warfare is, well, I guess I should say it's just a lie. It's just to bend the facts to fit your cause instead of telling the facts like they are. And that's why I decided to do this program. Most of you know I've done a lot of work in exploration, and every legend or every myth has a kernel of history in it somewhere. It's our job, I think, to search out history and facts and everything else. So I decided I'm going to share with you the history of a nation that was one of the most successful nations ever. Uh, at the time, anywhere uh, in the world. Very, very, very successful. Uh, This kingdom, during their reign, they had 14 kings as rulers and one queen as a ruler over a period of 300 years. Now, we're talking about wild success, riches, in their country beyond belief. Military might uh, that was so powerful that even we talk about it today. I'll give you an example. This particular group of people had one of the most significant armies in the world. Now, let's think about armies. When we think of armies, And we think of history. Of course, you know, we'll hear about the Romans. That's a good one. Uh, We'll hear about the Egyptians. We know about their chariots and everything else and archers and everything else that go with it. But one of those that uh, also rise to mind of fierce, incredible, stunning, killing machines 
was a country that had this flag. In fact, their flag depicts and depicted their skills at just brutally killing everyone that ever, well, tried to challenge them. Now, throughout history, many legends evolved in these people of how could they support an army. Their army uh, trained daily, uh, you know, kind of like in the movie 300, right? Trained daily. Uh, They had advanced weapon skills. They only had to worry about war. That's it. They were sworn to celibacy. So they didn't even enjoy family relationships or create families because their whole world was dedicated to making war. Now, the warriors, just the name of their warriors would literally bring terror to neighboring tribes and countries. This was not the army that you wanted to meet. This was not the army that you wanted coming to your town. And and by the way, these are revered. You're right. Just like the Spartans, right? 300, the Spartans, right? The Spartans were some bad dudes, right? All muscled up, all ripped out, ready to die at a moment's notice. This particular army was said to be even more cruel, more heinous, more hard to defeat than the Spartans. Now, that's a pretty phenomenal treat, you know, feat to actually kind of achieve that reputation. It originally, supposedly, legend says, before this very, very, very wealthy nation became wealthy, how they built their army was the army was solely dedicated to their most ugly. Yes, yes, the qualification for the army is... You had to be ugly and undesirable. And if you were ugly and undesirable, then you could gain the king's favor and the king would take you into the palace and use all of their vast riches, training and everything to turn you in to the most deadly fighting force there was. Now, these warriors were so fierce that we still talk about them today. Because when they came in, they basically just wiped out everything you had, took everything you had. Many people for a long time thought this was a legend. But you've heard of them. They're called the Amazons. Yeah, the Amazons, the all-female warriors, killing machines, and I'm not talking like Diana Prince and Wonder Woman, when you see in Wonder Woman, not those Amazons that the movie makes believe. I'm talking the real bona fide Amazons. They were a true, absolute fighting force. They were the fiercest of the fierce, and they were nothing less than total badass women. Truly, true story. I mean, the Amazons. We've all heard of the Amazons. For a long time, they thought they were mess. But no, the Amazons were the powerhouse. Now, these Amazons were ruled by their king, and it was because of how efficient they were in warfare that their kingdom lasted for so long. And they could dominate every one of their neighbors that they ever dominated They were also extremely adept at commerce and training, even more than the Scythians. You're right, not headhunters. We're just talking badass women. So when I come back, I'm going to give you the story of these incredible women. You're going to freak out. Be right back. See, I told you learning how to tell the world to cut the crap would make you feel great. There's more to come. Jovan will be right back.
Get the hard-hitting truth. The left doesn't want you to hear the real truth Jovan Hutton Pulitzer has to tell you. You want common sense and facts, and that is what Jovan Hutton Pulitzer can provide. He is your warrior helping you fight the left. Jovan Hutton Pulitzer is unnerving the left daily as he tells you exactly what you need to hear. At jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com, you will receive the truth that the left does not want you to hear. Just go to jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com right now to hear the truth. The morning after the 3 November 2020 presidential election, Americans woke up to the stark reality that our great nation was under a new type of attack. This attack didn't come with mortars or bullets, but was an assault on our sacred election process. Since then, Americans everywhere have had to ask themselves if they really believe that our election was true and fair. We are in a time of large-scale government corruption, and many have lost faith in our institutions. That's why we formed the America Project for you and for the nation. The America Project was formed by a group of fellow patriots who are building the most pro-freedom and pro-American network ever known. The America Project will connect you with organizations, churches, small businesses, and individuals to help you win for America. The America Project is about actions and results. Join our team today. God bless you and God bless America. You know, it's kind of hard of us to think about a grand cabal, right? It's like something out of a James Bond movie, right? Some evil guy waiting for his billion dollars, right? Well, suspend belief for a moment. And do you believe that sometimes people cheat? Think about it. If you played cards or any games with your brothers and sisters, people cheat. It's just the way it is. So now let's peel that onion back and let's look at the voting system. For the first time in history, we have the most people ever that came out to vote. Or the most people, dead people, that voted. Whatever it is. But the most people ever came out to vote. Then you have the most ever spent in any election year. $14 billion was spent in 2020. And then you have the first time in history by many, many multiples, tons of ballots mailed out, dumped in the marketplace. Is it a lot easier for maybe hundreds or tens or even thousands of people to do a bunch of little things end up changing the big result? So sometimes don't think about it as this big grand cabal doing things. There's enough small people that do some of these bad things we're back. Now let's continue to fight back and take back our country by learning how to tell the politically correct to cut, cut the, the crap. crap. Here's Jovan. We're talking about legend and lores and the things that get passed down to us in generations. We're going to be talking, we're talking about a kingdom that uh, came about hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago, that its legacy still has an imprint on us today. As I first told you in the first segment, I told you about they were known for their fighting forces, the Amazons, a completely female warrior class. They actually lived in, uh, I guess you would call it the palace with the king. They were not concubines. They were specifically, specifically celibate. They were not allowed to have sex. And they were hard-trained, just badass killing machines. Some of you might think about Africa and you think about the Zulu nation. Zulu's advantage, which was much later on, was sheer volume of people and knowing the, ter the terrain. We're talking about legendary killing uh, like the assassins of old time, right? And these women had specific advantages over uh, the men. Uh, they had incredible privileges and everything else. Of course, who doesn't want to have your women have privileges? But this nation was incredibly rich. Incredibly rich. 
when you think of uh, an African nation, now I kind of want to show you a little bit so you uh, understand what's going on. It's in the middle. It, it, it's the the Cape of Africa, you know, the Horn of Africa. I'm mean, not the Horn, but the round kind of butt of Africa that sticks out into the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, this was what was called the Triangle of Trade. And it was this vast swath of land that was controlled by these people. They literally controlled everything. If it was going on in Africa, it was these people. Now, what I'm giving you is the history of the kingdom of Dahomey. This was the powerful, powerful kingdom in Africa called the kingdom of Dahomey. This kingdom still has far-reaching ramification effects on the United States of America to this day. And it's not just through legend and lore. Now, they were pretty wicked, too. They would practice human sacrifice. I know. And we're talking by the thousands. Do not... You know, do not, you know, the the Spanish talked about it, just like I said earlier, Vasco da Gama in India. They, they Everybody kind of goes back to Spanish history. They don't go back uh, first to where it was. But this uh, tribe practice huge ritualistic sacrifice. And I told you, I mean, I'm telling you the truth. These were the butt ugly women. I'm telling you, they were the, the king. If the king decreed you butt ugly... You became one of these warriors. You couldn't have kids and you fought exclusively for the king, right? This was, we're talking armies that could be 6,000 warriors strong. 6,000 warriors strong. And that's like significant. They, they, a lot of them called themselves the Minos, which means our mothers. So they considered themselves the mothers of the country or also the king's wives. They were said to kind of be overly masculine. There were over 6,000 of them, but they practice sacrifice. And some say their riches was because of their very rigid nature for their kingdom, because they had things that other people didn't have when it came uh, to the African continent, right? They had all kinds of things. They had uh, weapons. They had iron goods. They had all kinds of of different spices. They had all kinds of different uh, votives, you know, trading items. And that's what made their particular nation extremely wealthy. And it was that wealth that kept all of their, I guess you should say tribe members happy, but that basis of power is a lot of what gave the Amazons their mythical status because it's just like having the most well-equipped army in the world. You can have badass fighters, but if you don't have the best equipment, if you don't have the best you know, stuff for warfare then forget it, right? Your armed forces aren't going to do any good. Uh, They're just not. They're going to be outmanned, outmaneuvered. And that's what this kingdom of Dahomey was known for. Now, this was a time, uh, during this time, see, the Europeans had already began sailing this uh, triangle where they go out into the open ocean. This is the Atlantic, early in the 1400s. And they discovered that You could just use the perpetual winds and cycles and ocean currents, and they would kind of circulate you around the North Atlantic uh, Geary, or the Gulf Stream, as it's called. Uh, Portuguese navigators learned this later. And that's where this trade route came. This trade route came because it would skirt the coast of Africa, and this tribe learned how to trade. And they began trading with all kinds of people that would come to their particular shorelines. And so besides being very organized as a culture, being very strong and rich as a culture, they truly 
as the 1400s were waning, they were a dominant force in trading. And it's that trading that fortified, actually, almost all of Spain, most of the stuff going on in the Levant, which is what you now know as the Mediterranean, but was the big trading partner of what was and what became and was at the time the British Empire. Now, the British were trading all kinds of things. You know, they had, they were bringing in spices that were, they were training. They were trading teas and spices and furniture and cloths and tools with the Americas, which came about much later. But they were already training with, trading with these people in Africa. Now, when the Americas came along much later, we were trading fish and whale oil and lumber and tobacco back to England. And we were putting out, believe it or not, rum tobacco, and other iron products. But this trade this trade of this nation, they had one thing that they capitalized on. And their export, that they... It was like the, the Mercedes of the time. This kingdom and their prized export were slaves. These are the people that enslaved the African continent and started selling their black brothers and sisters to other countries. That's what we're talking about. It's an interesting story. More is coming up. Hang tight. Be right back. Are you following Jovan on all social media? You think this program is good at empowering you? You should get your PhD in cutting the crap by following Jovan Daly on all social media. Just find him by typing hashtag Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Hang tight. Jovan will be right back. Here's a message to every rapist, domestic abuser, violent criminal thug, and every other monster who preys upon women. Maybe you've heard the stories about millions of us flocking to gun stores and gun ranges for the first time, the second time, and the hundredth time. Here's what that means for despicable cowards like you. Your life expectancy just got shorter. Because there's a very good chance your next target will be armed, trained, and ready to exercise her right to choose her life over yours. This is what real empowerment looks like. Millions of American moms, grandmothers, and professional women taking our lives and our families' lives into our own capable hands. I'm the National Rifle Association of America, and I'm freedom's safest place. Over 18.5 million plays, it's Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Folks, I have one job, and my job is for you, and that is to make you the smartest patriot in the room. At jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com, you will receive the truth that the left does not want you to hear. You will not be banned. You will not be regulated. You will only hear what you need to hear. If you consider yourself to be a true patriot, it would be a crime not to visit jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com today. They use their media to assassinate real news. They use their schools to teach children that their president is another Hitler. They use their movie stars and singers and comedy shows and award shows to repeat their narrative over and over again. And then they use their ex-president to endorse the resistance, all to make them march, make them protest, make them scream racism and sexism and xenophobia and homophobia, to smash windows, burn cars, shut down interstates and airports, bully and terrorize the law-abiding, until the only option left is for the police to do their jobs and stop the madness. And when that happens, they'll use it as an excuse for their outrage. The only way we stop this, the only way we save our country and our freedom is to fight this violence of lies with the clenched fist of truth. I'm the National Rifle Association of America, and I'm freedom's safest place. No, you didn't vote. You thought you voted. All you did was mark a piece of paper with what you wanted to vote, but your vote didn't count then. If you don't know this information, 
how can you change what's going on? Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer is unnerving the left daily as he tells you exactly what you need to hear. You've lost family. You've lost friends over all of this because they said you're a conspiracy theorist. Just go to jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com right now to hear the truth. If you were asked by someone to explain how did the computers rig votes, how did the numbers change, most people would never be able to much less explain it or even understand it. Your eyes just glaze over. If you consider yourself to be a true patriot, it would be a crime not to visit jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com today. I guarantee you, you will absolutely be the smartest patriot in the room. There were 242 operatives just in Georgia alone. And what they did is they loaded every one of these drop boxes. Here's where they got the ballot. You've lost family. You've lost friends over all of this because they said you're a conspiracy theorist. Now you have the facts and the information to educate them and to open their eyes to what's really happening. Did you know that Jovan is the only private citizen which has a full webpage dedicated to him on the Secretary of Georgia's government website? Why? Because politicians are deathly afraid of Jovan, his reach, his fans, and his calling him out publicly and telling them to cut the crap. They know Jovan empowers the people, and corrupt politicians do not want the people knowing the truth. Now, let's get back to it. One of the things that politicians and historians right now don't want you to know the truth about is a lot of the original human traffickers. See, we're taught in the United States right now that we're uh, white supremacy reigns, that we're all racist, and that we owe the world for reparations because we were the great slave masters and slave traders of the world. Well, In reality, that's 100% a lie. Absolutely 100% a lie. Because that's not really how it happened. I told you, you know, they were known for their women. So you got to understand, if you're going to get in the business of human trafficking, you better be able to go in and kick some butt and take over these villages. And that's what they did. Let me tell you a little bit more about these uh, Dahomey women first. They were not allowed to have children. They could not even entertain the thoughts of having a family at all. They were technically formerly married to the king, but he did have sexual relations with them. Uh, Somehow, at one point in time in their history, Uh, The king found out 150 of them were pregnant. They executed them all for getting pregnant. They had all of these advantages that men didn't have. Basically, they were allowed, they were allowed, not the men, but the women were allowed, the warriors, to have access to, to tobacco and to alcohol. Men were not permitted to do that. Now, each of the Dohemi, Dohemi warriors, the Amazons, they each had... 50 slaves of their own. Now, ladies, you might like this. Anytime they left the palace, they always had a servant in front of them, and the servant would ring a bell as the warriors walking down the path, a little bitty bell, ding, 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 to alert people of their arrival so that people would get out of the way and bow and look away when the Dahomey warrior women uh, went past them. And by the way, they'd just kick your butt. Uh, they'd kill you because they were experts in hand-to-hand combat. However, they regularly sacrificed humans. All these humans were from other tribes. Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people were sacrificed. This, they practiced that when a king died, he was buried with his wives and concubines, and that's kind of how the army and everything uh, circled out. Um, a small celebration would include killing 50 people. An average celebration would include, you know, killing about 300 people. Uh, however, they were known to do it into the tens of thousands. See, they called it the custom of the nation. They would go uh, capture other tribes— Uh, The worst one on record is said that they massacred about 4,000, but they would capture other tribes and they literally would 
sell the men, women, and children, and they would start selling them off. It's also how they they fueled their society. See, the first part of how their society became wealthy to begin with was just capturing other tribes and making them be slaves to the kingdom. And then when they became proficient at capturing other tribes and making them slaves and traffic them to their kingdom, they actually found out, whoa, I got something I can sell here. And so this kingdom, which is the literal belly button, the seat, the seat of slavery, by accident in this triangle of trade, Portuguese, Spanish ships, etc., started hearing about these people on the coast that would trade slaves. Now, slaves were more valuable than anything else, more valuable than gold, more valuable than anything else. What most people don't know during that time is you have to understand how society was restricted at that time. See, most European colonies around the world, especially the ones that were cash crop producers, tobacco, stuff like that. See, they couldn't trade. They could not trade with their colonial neighbors. They couldn't even dock in European ports that did not belong to their mother country. So in this act to try to control all of trade, right, and trade with the empire, and Britain trying to control America because, you know, America broke free, and then the British came in trying to take it over. They did their fight with the Indians. They did their fight with Canada and all this other stuff. They actually, in 1660, they banned foreign merchants from purchasing or selling goods in any English port. You couldn't do it. It was against the law. And so the way people got around that the way the Canadians got around that and the way the people of South America got around that is they would just end up swapping things with other ships so other ships could get to other colonies. That's how it was done. And so in this British and Portuguese system, they started sailing farther and farther. So what happened is when the British got involved, See, slave wasn't a new concept at all. They knew that slavery was going on. They knew there was slavery all over India. There was slavery all over Africa. It had been around for thousands of years. Now, mostly they heard about it that it was people that committed crimes were forced to become slaves or war captives. But what happened is Europe demanded slave labor. And so what happened is this increased the number of people that were captured and sold to the slave ships. What were the slave ships? Who was supplying that pipeline? Well, that pipeline of 9 to 12 million Africans in chains was something that was financed by the ministers of Europe and their colonies And you find out that most of them, the slaves, were only able to disembark at ports of nations whose flags they flew. Well, who were these flags? Well, these were actually the French flags, the Spanish flags, and the English flags. Now, this is where the crook of the Americas comes in. See, we're the most successful nation on the planet. We're the freest nation on the planet that everybody that hates America... Uh, just wants to knock us down to size. The technicality, when you look at the maps, is the African slave trade was coming to the West Indies. Now, the West Indies technically is in the Americas. You know, it's a little group of islands between South America and North America. That's where the slave trade was and centered, and they were all being pushed in for sugar plantations owned by the Spanish, owned by the British. Now, caught in this triangulation history, they try to tell you it was the United States of America. And in most of the writing, they'll say North America. But see, that's kind of like saying if you went to the race at Monte Carlo, that all the race car drivers were driving cars. 
Well, of course they were driving cars, but they were driving a very specific car. But if you just called them all cars, it'd kind of be generic. And that's what goes on with this slave debate, that it was the United States of America that fueled the slave debate. And that's where we get into this debate of what was really going on. Now, they'll tell you that the United States slavery, you can look it up right now, ended December 18th, 1965. I think that's the date. That that's when slavery ended in America. But what they really don't tell you, and I've told you this before, is it actually was being shut down and stopped in the mid-1700s. Now, see, they don't talk about that. They don't talk about the fact that America was shutting it down and already saying, look, we don't want this slavery crap, period. The American Revolution had ended in uh, 1783. Yes, there were some, very few slaves around, but it was being eradicated everywhere in what we now know as our great republic, the United States of America. They did not predominantly want slavery. And so how we got our customs that we have, you know, customs, U.S. customs, right, in America, not our customs as habits, but customs as in ports, was specifically to block slaves from ships. This occurred in the 1700s. At the same time, you have this African nation, this kingdom of Dahomey, They are capturing people and trading slaves and didn't stop until 1903. Yeah, you heard me right. They did not stop conquering other African tribes and selling people off. Their later sales were to Muslims, etc. They did not stop trafficking in slaves until 1903. Europe in the 1700s, was already trying to stop it. The United States of America, our colonies, which had already fought and was away from Britain, was already saying, we do not want this, we will not stand for this. They were already eradicating it. But you have to understand, this is not convenient currently for the dialogue in the United States of America about slavery. Now, why is that? It's because America is so successful. It's because America is free, has liberties. Part of this destruction that they're doing is they have to convince our young children that we were the bad guys. But you got to understand, the slave trade was something that was uniquely African countries and the Portuguese. It was very uniquely the Portuguese. Yes, Britain engaged in it. Yes, the French, in, the French engaged, engaged in it. But this country, Dahomey, was the epicenter of the slave trade. They literally enslaved as many people as they could. It started well before even uh, what we know, Christopher Columbus selling to Amer- so, sailing to America. But yet, they try to put the onus of slavery on the United States of America. See, they don't want you to know the true origins of it. Now, this was expanding rapidly, and slavery was trying to be... Slavery started to get tamped out in the late 1700s. Even the British was trying to walk away from it and just say, we just really don't want this practice anymore. But it became this kind of cycle of commerce, uh, and it was kind of just done. They they tried to rewrite history recently and said the king of Dahomey tried to eradicate slavery, but then you find out uh, he didn't try to eradicate it. He just said all slaves must be traded through him and for his benefit. So history is currently trying to scrub all of the history you can find on these people. So when I come back, I'm going to give you the final little touch of what you need to know. Be right back. Are you following Jovan on all social media? You think this program is good at empowering you? 
You should get your PhD in cutting the crap by following Jovan Daly on all social media. Just find him by typing hashtag Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Hang tight, Jovan will be right back. Here's a message to every rapist, domestic abuser, violent criminal thug, and every other monster who preys upon women. Maybe you've heard the stories about millions of us flocking to gun stores and gun ranges for the first time, the second time, and the hundredth time. Here's what that means for despicable cowards like you. Your life expectancy just got shorter. Because there's a very good chance your next target will be armed, trained, and ready to exercise her right to choose her life over yours. This is what real empowerment looks like. Millions of American moms, grandmothers, and professional women taking our lives and our families' lives into our own capable hands. I'm the National Rifle Association of America, and I'm freedom's safest place. Over 18.5 million plays, it's Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Folks, I have one job, and my job is for you, and that is to make you the smartest patriot in the room. At jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com, you will receive the truth that the left does not want you to hear. You will not be banned. You will not be regulated. You will only hear what you need to hear. If you consider yourself to be a true patriot, it would be a crime not to visit jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com today. Hey there, think of all those people who mocked you for being a conspiracy theorist. Are you ready to become the smartest patriot in the room? Well, now's your chance to join me on Local. It's exclusive. It's a free trial membership where you can use to determine if my work, my insight, my content, and what I do to educate you to fight this fight for our country is worth it. And this is a whopping $4.16 decision, since that's what the membership is with an annual subscription. Now, you have to decide if $4.16 a month is worth becoming the smartest patriot in the room. So are you willing to spend $4.16 to gain the knowledge and insight it takes to make sure your country and our way of life survives? Is $4.16 even worth being able to prove to your family, friends, and co-workers that you're not some whacked conspiracy theorist? Is $4.16 worth spending on your education to fight this fight, but to also know you can do it where you can share the truth and talk about the truth, so help us God, and not get banned? If you are ready to become a fact-slinging, ass-kicking warrior of truth who fights for the survival of this country, then I invite you to take me up on this offer and determine if our country, our future, and my information is worth $4.16. Can you feel it? You're getting more powerful by the minute. Just think of the impact your voice will have simply because you know how to tell the culture, race, and American political prostitutes. They all need to cut, cut the, the crap. crap. Let's get back to Jovan and his final words for this week's program. So if we look at American history as it's written today, unfortunately, historians, modern historians... And I mean immediately like today, are trying to scrub all stories of finding the true numbers of the slave trade. The reality is, if you were to look at Wikipedia and stuff, there were more, and they've started to erase this, by the way, because they don't want people to know the numbers, because this is about a color revolution. This is about, and this goes in with my communist talk I gave you the other day, to literally divide and conquer the black American, turn the black American against the white American, and the white American against the black American. Well, part of this play was to make sure they separated out black Americans. And that's why a lot of the history is erased about how many Irish were sold or pushed to the Americas by the UK as slaves and indentured servants. They want to scrub all of that, and there were hundreds and hundreds of thousands of them. 
And they want to make you think that slave and slavery was a unique thing to the United States of America. They want you to go back to 1619 and say that somebody actually had a few slaves then, and therefore that's when America was started, was started on slavery. But if you go back and look at the records for 1619, when they try to rewrite it, you find out it wasn't slave trade. It was slaves were smuggled into what we now know as the United States of America. It wasn't trading. The ships couldn't land. It wasn't slave trading. It was a smuggler brought in slaves with him in trading stuff and left some slaves. They happened to be here in the United States of America. But when you read Wikipedia and everything else, they try to tell you that it was December 18th, 1865, that slavery ended, which is actually just not true at all because all of this was already being eradicated as fast as it could in the 1700s. Now, what they don't tell you is this nation was literally still trading in slaves around the globe when we're having our civil war. But yet, slavery was about us. No, civil war at the time was only about manufacturing resources and taking the center of the economy, which was in the south, and moving it to the north. In fact, in something that's uh, almost synchronous to our uh, civil war here in the United States of America that we were having, that they'll tell you is about slavery, I want to read you a little headline that was written in the London Times. The London Times, because it was okay then to talk about, they were talking about Gizo, that's the king at the time of this people, had an army of entirely 8,000 Amazon-built women. That's what they called them, Amazon-built women. These women were his bodyguards and his chief slave catchers. Now, that is an article in the London Times concurrent with the problems we're having in the United States of America, which we had already been decades and decades and decades into already taking every move we could to not allow ships with slaves to dock port in the United States of America at all. It was not a trade. And even before that, you could not land in other countries' ports. That's not how it was done. It was a big smuggling empire, and the Africans were trading Africans because they wanted guns, munitions, weapons, rum, cloths, all kinds of modern things that they wanted. So their excess of consumption to be the top badass kingdom, they sacrificed their own countrymen for it. Now, don't think this was unique just to our time with slavery. They had already been doing it hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years before even, well, the United States of America or even our colonies became a thing. Yet, right now, in the United States of America and our academia, they want to make sure that we literally apologize for the slave trade. They want to make you think that the Civil War was over the slave trade, except the slave traders that were really doing it and helping other countries, not the United States of America, not United States of America ships, other countries smuggle in human trafficking. Just like we have a human trafficking problem today, and it goes on all around the world, including slavery, and there's more people in slavery today than there ever was during the slave trade, but that's why social media doesn't want you to talk about it. That's why they don't want you to know the facts. They don't want you to understand that slavery is even bigger now than in the time during slavery. But they certainly don't want you to know that the root of the slave trade, meaning for commerce, for building nations, was Africa. It was African kings and queens, 14 kings, one queen, over a period of hundreds of years that decimated their people, and if they wouldn't agree to become slaves, they just slaughtered them all. And it's how they became the mega 
wealthy, rich nation of Africa. But yet, right now, we're all told that the United States, our colonies, our colonialism, is to blame. Yeah, the British had a foothold in the Americas. That didn't last for long. We got our freedom. Our country was started because we were enslaved to the system. Our country was started because we were enslaved to the church. Our country was started because we were discriminated against. And if you had one thing in common that you wanted to get the hell out of Europe and start all over, you came to the United States of America for your freedom. The United States of America was never a seat and never had a seat at the table in the slave trade. But this is a very important part of the hidden history that our system hides from us. Why? Because it is politically expedient to the domination of the United States of America for certain political parties now, maybe both, to convince the black American that you've been suppressed, we have to defend you, so let us control everything for you, and we'll make it better. And the sad thing is their minds are enslaved. This is why we have to tell them all to cut the crap. Most people are afraid to stand up and speak out, but not you. You've been learning how to tell the system to cut, cut the, the crap. crap. What can I do to help save the America I love? And the answer is, learn how to fight back and tell the system to cut, cut the, the crap. crap. Cut the Crap's not just a radio program, it's a movement. The right kind of movement, which breaks free the conservative constipation and reminds you that you are the majority. And we're just not going to take it anymore. Make sure you're following Joe Von Hutt and Pulitzer on all social media. See you next week. And between now and then, take a stand and tell them all to cut, cut the, the crap. crap. Hey there, think of all those people who mocked you for being a conspiracy theorist. Are you ready to become the smartest patriot in the room? Well, now's your chance to join me on Local. It's exclusive. It's a free trial membership where you can use to determine if my work, my insight, my content, and what I do to educate you to fight this fight for our country is worth it. And this is a whopping $4.16 decision, since that's what the membership is with an annual subscription. Now, you have to decide if $4.16 a month is worth becoming the smartest patriot in the room. So are you willing to spend $4.16 to gain the knowledge and insight it takes to make sure your country and our way of life survives? Is $4.16 even worth being able to prove to your family, friends, and co-workers that you're not some whacked conspiracy theorist? Is $4.16 worth spending on your education to fight this fight, but to also know you can do it where you can share the truth and talk about the truth, so help us God, and not get banned? If you are ready to become a fact-slinging, ass-kicking warrior of truth who fights for the survival of this country, then I invite you to take me up on this offer and determine if our country, our future, and my information is worth $4.16. Now, of course, you could use that money to buy one, well, say, iced coffee from your local Starbucks, or you could even feed yourself a box of frozen pretzels. Or that same $4.16 could be used to buy a small frozen Sara Lee pound cake. Now, of course, you could use that same $4.16 to feed your brain and to pound some sense into the leftists who are leaving our country in a mess. I hope you join me. Limited time offer, but you better hurry because it won't last long.